You are listening to the Overreaction Bills podcast on the Buffalo Fanatics Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast, rate, and leave a review if you enjoy it. And now, here's your host, the voice of the Overreaction Bills podcast, Joe Miller. What's up, everybody? Joe Miller, voice of the Overreaction Bills podcast. And my guess is, is you are missing some, some exclusive content from the Overreaction Podcast. What does that mean? That means that I have my own RSS feed inside of whatever platform you are listening to this podcast on, the Overreaction Show. Uh, I know that a lot of you are navigating over to the Buffalo Fanatics Podcast Network uh, feed, and you're basically getting it there every single week. However, when you do that and you don't subscribe to my own personal RSS feed, you're missing out on the, the pregame content. You're missing out on my repost of the Humpty Hotline. Any special content or bonus pods that I'm doing, you are missing because they're not found on the Buffalo Fanatics Podcast Network primary feed. So this is what I want you to do. Get into your your whatever platform you're listening to. Uh, search Overreaction Bills. My show will come up. Subscribe to it. Rate it. Leave a comment. And then let's rock this thing. going on bills mafia on this monday primetime football edition of the buffalo bills overreaction podcast brought to you by the market dominator on the buffalo fanatics podcast network i am your host joe miller the voice of the overreaction bills podcast and as always you can find me on twitter at joe miller wired it is so good to have you welcome welcome into the show you know i'm a little miffed i'm just a little bit miffed i i i'm i'm offended a little bit and i think you should be too there's just been some talk and some chatter you know the, the buffalo bills are eight and three they're they're coming into you know the, the the final stretch of the season they've got more primetime games coming up than they have one o'clock games by a lot like four five primetime games and still the national media isn't paying attention to what the Buffalo Bills are doing. It goes back to Wednesday. I believe it was Wednesday when Chris Collinsworth during that Steelers game said that the Bills, you know, the people are overlooking the Bills and that the Bills are playing out of their minds right now. And it's like, uh, which football team are you watching, bro? <laughs> and then it goes on to the Pat McAfee show with the Josh Allen interview, which was a great it was a great interview. Pat McAfee, I think, was what was he doing? He was he was probably trying to get a Josh in a little bit, but not bad. They were having fun, and Josh was great. Josh was a he was a good sport. But then, as soon as the interview was over, Pat McAfee is like, "Can you believe that they're eight and three? Like, I didn't even know. Did anybody know that they were eight and three? Come on, bro. Come on." And then you've got what is it, Richard Sala from the uh, from the from the Forty Niners. Uh, the defensive coordinator for the 49ers that basically said he was surprised by what he saw from Josh Allen. Basically, 
it wasn't what he expected. The question, one of the questions, that the follow-ups was when you when you said that Josh Bills quarterback Josh Allen is a problem, and he jumped off the film, and it surprised you. Did he surprise you in a good way? I guess that's more of a passer and more of an accurate passer than just the kind of guy that's going to tuck it and run. To which he responded, "Yeah, he's like a young Cam Newton. Wrong. Obviously, Cam can throw and still do all that stuff. <laughs> Not really." <laughs> but he's a load to tackle. That part is true. Good job. You got that one right. They run him. I mean, it's basically the Wildcat offense. The Buffalo Bills offense is nothing like the Wildcat. They're doing a lot of, of, of you just snap the ball, run power with him, which is surprising. More guts than I would with a franchise quarterback, but he makes it work. He drops back to pass. He has tremendous pocket presence, which is true. And he'll sit in the pocket, which is also true sometimes way too long. It's not like he's looking to run out of there. He will go through his progressions, which is big. So here is one of the best defensive coordinators in the NFL, who I'm I'm talking about hasn't done a whole lot of, you know, doesn't know much about Josh Allen to begin with. But the one thing he is saying here that is true, that a lot of Bill's Mafia hasn't come to grips with, is Josh Allen goes through his progressions. PFF did a thing on it this, this past week as well. That when he gets Josh Allen is like number one in the league with and some statistic when he has to get when he has to move past his first read, uh, back to the, his response when it when it's time to scramble he's not he's not scrambling to run he's scrambling to throw but if it all breaks down he'll still run he gains ground in a hurry he's extremely fast very agile very mobile he's hard to bring down because he's such a bigger body but he's talented he can throw the ball uh, off his back foot uh, just like Pat Mahomes can I bet he's got receiver or uh, I, I don't know what he's saying and he's got receivers to throw to. So, an extremely talented group, and like I said, Brian's doing a phenomenal job. Dable, he's talking about putting them in a position to be successful. Now, here's the thing. In case you're not aware of the uh, wrapping all of this up, the reason that I'm offended, and you should be too, is the Buffalo Bills are underdogs in this football game. Underdogs. So, the Buffalo Bills, who are 8-3, and three, are going against, they're going across the country, Right, they're going west, east to west, to face a five and six 49ers team that doesn't have their starting quarterback and doesn't have arguably one of the best tight ends in the NFL. Yes, they're getting a lot of pieces back. They they've recently gotten back uh, uh, Raheem Mostert, uh, Debo Samuel's come back, Richard Sherman's come back. They're getting Ayuk back, so they're getting a lot of their their talented players back, but they still don't have their primary quarterback, and they don't have George Kittle. And I'll talk a little bit about Mullins here in a second. However, they're not going back or they're not going to play in San Francisco or Santa Clara. They're playing on a neutral field at their division rivals place in Arizona, which you probably already know. How the Buffalo Bills are an underdog in this football game, I have no idea. The Bills should be favored by a lot. Probably five would be my guess. I think I'm just over it. I'm just over the disrespect. I'm over people just not paying attention. The Bills are 8-3, and three and people are still not looking and paying attention or watching game film on the Buffalo Bills. Am I, am I here to tell you that the Bills are 8-3, and three and they're like the, one of the most dominant football teams there are? No, I'm not saying that. I started the show by telling you that Chris Collinsworth said that the Bills are playing out of their minds right now. They're not. They have pockets. <laughs> And they have times and in and outs. They haven't really put it all together yet. They did a great job against Seattle. They've had some great games this year. They've had some great quarters. They've had some great halves. But they're not what I would call, quote, unquote, playing out of their minds. 
I just wonder what it's going to take. What is it going to take for the NFL to finally realize that this team is legit? They're here to state they've got a great coaching staff. They've got great players. They've got a great GM. They've got great ownership. And it looks like this team is not only on the rise, but is here. Like this team is somebody that has to be reckoned with, if you will. Are they Super Bowl contenders? If this if this football team, the Buffalo Bills, can play offense the way that we we that we believe they can, and they can find the defense that that was that they had in 2019 that has started to show signs with Tremaine Edmonds getting healthy and this team getting healthy and Matt Milano potentially coming back for this football game, there's a good chance that this team is not only hard, they're going to be a very tough out in the playoffs. They very well could be a Super Bowl contender. And oh, by the way, even saying that, they've put a hurting on the NFC West, particularly the, the, the NFC West leader in the Rams and the second place team, the Seahawks, who have the quote-unquote NFL MVP for 2020, although he's falling out of that limelight relatively quick. So I'm just a little bit, I'm just, I'm just tired of it, dude. So there's an aspect that, you know what, and I want the bills and you know what, the bills are six and 23 since 2000, since year 2000 in primetime football games, six and 23. I don't think that's right. That that's a number somebody sent me and that seems strange. Like that's a lot. I don't remember us being in 29 football games, 29 primetime games in the last 20 years. That seems really wrong. Maybe we don't. I don't think we've been in twenty-three. That number's not right. Anyways, regardless, the Bills have not. Let's let's just let's just let's agree to this point. The Bills have not fared well on primetime football since that '90s team retired. Right. However, do we believe I, I, the person that sent that to me? Like it was sent to me in the sense of like, what do you think is going to happen? Are you worried? Like the Bills are going into all these primetime games. Are you worried, Joe? I'm like, no. Why would I? Be, why would I be worried? I mean, do we I, do we honestly believe that the Bills are going to lose like five games in a row? I mean, they're like somehow that like they're gonna they're gonna come out and they're gonna cower like like oh my god the lights it's dark outside what are we gonna do the nation's watching uh, and they're gonna fold like a chair five times is that what you think that this football team is? I think this football team is actually the team we saw last year on Thanksgiving Day against against the Dallas Cowboys and in the playoff clinching game against the Steelers where they played in primetime and they came out with the wins in those games. I don't believe that the uh, the rendition, if you will, of the Bills against the Titans on a very weird game and then against the Chiefs in a very weird weather game is actually who the Buffalo Bills are in primetime. I think the Bills, I'm just going to say it, I think the Bills have a very good chance of actually running the table. Write it down. I think the Bills have a very good chance of running the table and you should too. As much as we like to overreact, as much as this show is called the Overreaction Bills Podcast, as much as, as it's about this show, our emotions and how we feel, and I'm trying to give back to you the emotions that you and I both felt on the couch on Sunday, generally speaking, when they play at one o'clock, the reality is that sometimes we overreact and we go a little overboard, and I have found myself kind of in that space, particularly last weekend against the Chargers. We need to get past Bill's Mafia. We need to get past the feeling that, oh, my God, every time something bad goes wrong, that that's it, the game is over. And I'm one of them. I'm right there with you. I'm right there. I'm, I'm here to talk to you. I'm here to counsel you. This is cathartic. You know, we feel these things together. 
And I'm just telling you, let's let's all hold hands and let's all like lock arms and just be confident that this football team is who we believe that they are. The bottom is not going to fall out of this one. Take my word for it. Does that mean they're going to win the Super Bowl? No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is if the Bills are up by two possessions and somehow the, the, the opposing team's offense in the third quarter rips off a 16-yard run play, the game's not over. And sometimes I find myself in that spot. Like, literally, I said it last week on my show. Like, it seems like every game there's three plays or four plays where I'm like, whoop, that's it. That's the play that just lost the game for us. <laughs> we just don't have to live that way anymore, folks. So do we believe they're going to lose five games in a row in primetime? Seriously? I mean, do you are you wor- really worried about that? That like somehow this is going to be the the Ryan Fitzpatrick Buffalo Bills where they come out hot and then they lose like, well, I don't remember what it was. Was it eight of the last nine or something like crazy? Don't you believe for one second, like one chance that this is a different team now? Are you not trusting the process? Because now is not the time to give up on the process. This football team is getting healthy. They're getting players back. They're very well coached. They've got a quarterback that we still haven't seen the ceiling for, in my opinion. You've either got to trust it or you or you don't. And I, I'm just here to tell you that I'm going to trust. I'm going to trust the process. That's just me. In this football game, I expect to see the Bills dominate. I expect to see the Bills dominate this football team. This 49ers team is this. What what is being asked of them to do? Being kicked out of their home stadium and being kicked down. Imagine the Buffalo Bills having to go play a home game in New England or in New Jersey. I was at the Bills game uh for that for in november so the one that was in detroit the bills jets game that was moved the rex ryan game where booby actually booby dixon uh ripped off that big run i was at that football game in detroit there's a statistic out there talking about every time that a home team has been moved and had to play a game outside of their 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 own stadium and had to like go to a neutral field how like what the number was and the, the statistics are startling startlingly bad the Bills were one of the few teams that actually won on a neutral playing surface when they had to move the game late. So I expect the Bills to dominate this football team. When we, when we look at Nick Mullins, you know, th- this kid is, he, he's, an unre- he's an unrestricted, or I should say undrafted free agent. Um, he's, he's throwing at about 67% completions. He's averaging 275 yards a game, which is actually more than Jimmy Garoppolo was averaging. He's got six touchdowns, seven interceptions this season. He's easily confused. He does not necessarily have a strong arm. He is going to complete passes on this football team. The question is, the key to the winning this game is going to be stacking and tackling. Sean McDermott football teams have not been traditionally great tackling football teams. They kind of go in and out. When when they put a lot of emphasis and a lot of point to it, they do a very good, good job of stacking and tackling. And then it kind of wanes off. So my first key to winning this football game, because the 49ers have a lot of talent on the outside. They've got a lot of talent when you think of Raheem Mostert. They've got a lot of talent and a lot of guys that can rack up yards. They've got to get to the ball. They've got to slow the guy down and wait for help. Stack and tackle. If they do not stack and tackle, this game is going to get out of control in a hurry. And I don't think that that's going to happen. I don't think that's the MO. I think the Bills know what they're going to have to do coming into this football game. 
The other key to this football game, in my opinion, is going to be letting Josh Allen do Josh Allen things. They need to allow Josh Allen to find a rhythm. And that's one of the things. So I know there's a lot of people out there that are like, we love the run game. We, you know, there needs to be balance. And I've I've said it a couple times. That's hogwash. Why does there need to be balance? Now, I'm not talking 90-10, 90% passes, 10. I'm not talking crazy off balance, but it does not have to be, you know, 50-50. We don't have to run the ball 50% of the time and throw the ball 50% of the time to make teams respect us or make teams, like, worry about us or make us hard to defend. Oh, if, if the Bills come out and they only throw the ball, then they'll be really easy to defend. Really? Because teams are having a very hard time stopping this this offense. When Josh Allen is in a rhythm, he's almost impossible to stop. They need to allow Josh to establish a rhythm and then use that rhythm in the passing game. Get Cole Beasley started early as well and get him in the game. We've talked about this week after week after week, and I promise you, John Fina is going to talk about it again in the off-tackle with John Fina show that's going to come out on Friday. He's going to talk about the fact that we talked about four weeks ago getting the underneath stuff in early, and the Bills have not done that. Get Josh Allen into a rhythm. Get him in, 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 into, into feel, into confidence land. Get him to the point where he knows what's going on and he's in command, and then start mixing in the run. Catch him off guard. when they Basically, use the defense against themselves. And the one thing I want you to look out for, I want you to watch for, I'm going to give you a little, a little nugget. In re-watching the Chargers game, I noticed that Josh's mechanics are a little bit off. <clears throat> I don't know if anybody else is paying attention to it. I don't know if anybody else is watching it. I don't know if the coaches in their film see it. I don't necessarily know if it's just, I, I don't remember it from the, the games previous. I just remember seeing it in the Chargers game. I probably should have gone back and looked. Josh's feet are great. Josh's hips are great. Josh's shoulders are great. However, his arm. There was a lot of joking made on social media about the line from, I believe it was Jordan Palmer who talked about eating the burger. So when a quarterback drops back to pass and he's getting ready to fire the ball, he cocks his right arm back to throw it, right? Draws it back. And when he comes through, his left arm comes up. So vertically up bends and almost picture having a hamburger in your hand, in your left hand, if you're right-handed. And as the ball comes out, the burger in your hand comes to your mouth, comes to your face, eating the burger. There wasn't a whole lot of that in the Chargers game. Now, Josh Allen wasn't terribly inaccurate in that football game. In the Chargers game, Josh's left arm was down around his waist, more shortstop-ish, if that makes sense. So a picture of shortstop cutting across his body with his arm flat, his arm horizontal. I played shortstop. I played third base. His arm flat and horizontal and the ball coming, coming the ball hand and, 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 the, and the offhand coming out horizontally and then kind of throwing sidearm. Now, Josh didn't throw sidearm. He came over the top, but his left arm was dropping. Just something for you to pay attention to. But those are my two keys to this football game. I think if the Bills could come out and they could stack and tackle on that defense and 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 cause problems, they're going to conf- confuse Mullins. It's going to happen. They're not going to let that football team run all over them. They're going to shut down the run, but they're going to have to stack stack and tackle to do it. And they're, and they're going to do what they can to confuse Mullins. It's going to be an interesting football game. And then they've got to let Josh just be Josh. Just let him go out there, find a rhythm, let Josh be Josh. And I know, Joe, that sounds awful simple. I know it does. 
But this team is this team is this team has found an identity of who they are, especially on offense. For God's sakes, go be who you are. Why be somebody else? Who says you have to be somebody else? There's there's no book out there that says you know some games you got to be something you're not. No, that's not true. Go out there and punch people in the face until they punch you back, and then change. I don't know why more teams don't play football that way. Why do? Why does it seem like teams have to go out there and like fool themselves, overthink things, overthink it, get cute? They're, they they think we're going to do this, so we're going to do something different. No, make them stop you first. They have a good game plan to stop you, then change. That's why they're called in-game adjustments. But those are those are my two those are my two uh, keys to this football game. With that, let's move on. So a couple weeks ago, I started the uh, a new segment on my show called The Bills Mafia, Time to Shine. Uh, and we we had some really good takes two weeks ago. We had some good takes last week. But y'all didn't come through for me this week, <laughs> like at all. I don't know what was going on. I don't know if having no football on Sunday at 1 o'clock just threw all your guys' like, like just threw you out of your rhythms or what was going on. Uh, but I got one, and I got it from my guy, from Saxon Dave, uh, from Dave Thorpe, uh, which I, I love the fact that he sent me one, uh, and I haven't listened to it yet. So when I listen to it, you're going to hear it at the same time that I am going to. But this is the Bills Mafia Time to Shine segment brought to you by Ambit Design. Ambit Design, a huge fan of the Buffalo Bills, is focused on producing authentic branding and web design with the reliability and determination needed to get the job done. Don't stress out about your online presence. Go to Ambit Design, www.ambitdesign.com, and let Ambit Ambit help you get it done and get it done right. Give Matt a call at 765-507-9219. That number again, 765-507-9219. Or as I already said, you can visit them at ambitdesign.com. With that, let's get in to see what Saxa Dave has. Hey, Joe, some thoughts for the preview show. Love his accent. Uh, I'm going to predict accent. a defensive and a special teams TD. I'm going to predict that every week until it happens because it's got to be coming at some point this year. Um the actual game, I've got two thoughts. My head is saying 34-23 Bills. Nice. But realistically, I think it's going to be more like 23-21 Bills victory. Uh, I think Tyler is going to kick the game-winning field goal, which is going to be even more exciting for you because it then means Jay Spence the King is going to have to buy his <laughs> Tyler jersey. Um, so that should make him happy. Um, and that's it. Hopefully, Bills win. Go Bills. Go Bills. I love it. Dave, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Uh, and you know what? This was this was apparently Dave Thorpe's time to shine. Bills Mafia time to shine brought to you by Ambit Design. So this is what I got for you. So I actually uh, was on the Built-In Buffalo uh, YouTube show this past week, and I predicted that Mullins was going to have three turnovers. I said he was either going to have three interceptions or two interceptions and a fumble. I'm sticking with that. And I'm with Dave. I think this is going to be a very big uh, game for this defense. I think this defense is going to show up and they're going to show out and they're going to put the league on notice. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds is get, is healthy. I think Milano is going to be back maybe on a, on a snap count. But, you know, obviously Josh Norman is back. You know, Dane Jackson is healthy. Like all these guys, I don't know who all is going to play, who all is going to be in the mix. A.J. Klein, you know, is going to continue to do A.J. Klein things. But if this defense can stack and tackle and if they can, if they can confuse this Mullins kid, I'm telling you, He's going to throw a pick six in this football game. I'm with you, Dave. I love that. And my prediction for this football game was actually 24 to 21. Uh, so we were close on that as well. Uh, but it's going to be exciting. It's going to be interesting just to see how this game plays out. I'm going to wrap up the show with this. 
so I just want to talk about the AFC East results because they matter. Um, so uh, yesterday on Sunday's football games, the Dolphins uh, came out on top against the Bengals. Uh, Tua threw for like 296 yards or something like that, threw a touchdown, still has not thrown a pick. And like, you know, Miami, the fish fish faces are all up in it thinking it's the greatest thing ever because he hasn't thrown an interception yet. But it is what it is. Um, I don't. I the the parts of that game that I watched. It's very apparent that they're dealing with him with kid kid gloves. Um, <laughs> he's not exactly at this point in time. As Bruce Nolan has talked about, you know, the difference between Josh Allen and Mitch Trubisky, uh, and Josh Allen and some other quarterbacks. You know, it's just the what they're asking Josh to do is just on a whole a whole another level compared to what like Mitch Trubisky is being asked to do. Same thing is true in my opinion of Tua right now. And yes, I know he's a rookie, but he's also a polished rookie that came out ready to play. Uh, but the Dolphins are still in the thick of it. They're right there. They got a defensive touchdown from Xavier Howard in this football game right before he got ejected. Uh, so they're still getting help from that defense. They're still getting help. So, you know, when we talk about, you know, sustainable wins and how to win sustainably, uh, it's it's usually by and large not thought of that you can be, you know, win sustainably or, or continue to win if you're getting like defensive touchdowns and scoring points that way. But this is working right now for this football team, but they're in the thick of it. The New England Patriots destroyed, absolutely destroyed. The Chargers, holy cow, they got two special teams touchdowns. This was the weirdest game of the weekend. Um, and, I'm, and I'm pulling up the stats right now. So Chargers versus Patriots box score. The, the reason this was the weirdest, I don't know if, any, if, if all of you guys caught it or not, but the reason this game was weird is, is the Patriots scored 45 points. It was 45, they blanked them, 45 to nothing. Cam Newton's numbers. 12 of 19 for 69 yards and one touchdown. You heard me right. Now, Jared Stidham came in, and he was 2 for 3 for 61. But 12 of 19 for 69 yards and one touchdown. He also rushed for 48 yards. So it's like that's the that's the that's the craziest number forty. And I know that Stidham threw a through through a touchdown, so that's one. And they had two special teams touchdowns, so that's 21 points right there. But even still, if you take 21 off of that 45, right? They've got 24 points. <laughs> with a quarterback with 69 passing yards and 48 rushing yards, and they didn't exactly run the ball down their throats. I mean, it was they had a lot of mass yard. It, it's just a we- to me, it was just a weird game. It was just a super weird game. So, with that, the Patriots are right. They're they're still right there. You're talking about a team that just at six and six will not go away. So it's it's the Bills have to do. This is. This is a season of destiny for the Bills. They're in control of their own destiny. They need to do what they need to do to stay ahead of the pack. And I think they will. I'm not going to change the way that I feel. I think the Buffalo Bills will stack and tackle. I think Josh Allen's going to come out. I think they're going to put them in rhythm early. And they're, and they're going to keep their foot on the gas. And I think with that as well, that Mullins is going to have his share of miscues in this football game. He has a propensity to do so. And I think he will in this football game. Ladies and gentlemen, that is short and simple and sweet, and a lot of that is because I didn't have uh, a Bills Mafia Time to Shine segment that I'm necessarily too proud of. I'm disappointed in you, Bills Mafia. All I need you to do, all I need you to do for the preview game or for the preview episodes of my show is to record on your voice recorder, voice recorder on your phone, your hot take, email it to me at overreactionsports at gmail.com, and I'll play it and I'll respond to it. It's not that hard. If, if Dave Thorpe can do it from Britain, from the UK, surely you can do it too. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to the Overreaction Bills podcast brought to you by the Market Dominator. Who is the Market Dominator? Well, the Market Dominator is my friend, John Spazcheck. Uh, If you are looking to buy or sell a house, please call the Market Dominator and his team. 
uh, they just they just do it right. They get it. You're not going to fall through the cracks. You're not going to base. You're not going to get lost in the fray. They're going to see whatever it is that you, you've. If you if you're looking to buy, they're going to see the process through. If you're looking to sell, they're going to see the process through. So many times these deals get stuck in the muck, and that does not happen with John's John's team. He's constantly pushing, constantly pressing. So if you're looking to buy a home, looking to sell a home, please call John Spaschek. You, you can reach him at 716-570-3298. That number again, 716-3, or I'm sorry, 570-3298. You can also email him at youreliteBroker at gmail.com. You can also find him, him on Twitter at youreliteBroker. And oh, by the way, John and his team are Bill's Mafia. But as I said, you've been listening to the Overreaction Bill's podcast on the Buffalo Net Fanatics Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joe Miller, the voice of the Overreaction Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. This is what we got going on. It's Monday. You've got my show today. You're going to get the Overreaction Bills 49ers podcast tomorrow on Tuesday. So I'm going to record as soon as this football game is over. Be prepared to send me your tweets. Don't go to bed. I know you're going to want to, win or lose, but make sure you send me your tweets when you, as soon as you see it come out, the, the tweet come out from Overreaction Sports. Uh, make sure you get me your tweets and your reactions to the game. You'll get this epi- or you'll get the the overreaction show on Tuesday morning. Uh, the Humpty Hotline is live on Wednesday, uh, 9 p.m. on the Buffalo Fanatics uh, Multicast Network, and then I will be recording the uh, end of the quarter end of quarter three with John Fina, the Off Tackle with John Fina show on Thursday. That podcast will drop on the Buffalo Fanatics Podcast Network on Friday morning. With that. I love you, Bills Mafia. I love you, Bills fan. Be confident. We got this. We got this. It's going to feel so good coming into this week at uh, at uh, 9-3 and three with a Victory Tuesday. So enjoy your Monday. Be safe out there. From me to you to all of my family to yours, love you guys. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Go Bills. Go Bills.